everyone. Hey there, everybody. So, uh, me and Ed may have a special treat for you today. We have the beautiful young lady, Kim. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and she is here with us to give us her testimony. Um, she is a woman we've met in California. We've been going to church with her and her soon-to-be fiancé, Brian. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, on the last podcast, I had shouted out Brian as being single. <laughs> and I said, ladies, if you want him, he's single. Y'all, well, that is not true anymore. No Sorry. more. So, <laughs> don't try. He, he's not single no more. And he's Sorry. still short. But she's short <laughs> enough for him. So, he's oh, met brother. the woman of his... <laughs> she's here in the flesh so you Holy know ghost. originally we had an idea to do brian's testimony we spoke about that but briefly we've heard about her testimony and you guys i believe her testimony is really just going to bring forth such an amazing uh call out for others who've been through what she's been through to come to christ what do you think Edna? yeah absolutely uh i'm excited for the clarity that i believe it's going to bring yeah um there are a lot of deceptions out there and just you can't debate the testimony right. you Come can't on. debate theology if you want you can't debate what one interpretation is against another but a testimony you can't no, no 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 you can't no you can't it's part of the things that you can't fail with the, you don't fail with the blood of the lamb you don't yeah. fail with the testimony mm-hmm. and certainly don't fail when your life does not matter to you um, you don't count your life deteriorate you so I'm just I'm just literally repeating what Revelations 12 talks about so I'm excited because yeah. one thing you cannot take away from somebody is their, um, experience, mm-hmm. uh, of the father, yeah. uh, the one that restores, the one that heals, the one that delivers, saves and loves. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> We're ready. So at around 15 years old, I started to date women and, um, I knew that it was a matter of like. A self-esteem thing mm-hmm. because I was overweight. Dudes I liked, they weren't interested in me. And then the ones that liked me, they was the ones you wanted to stay far away from. <laughs> so when I started to drop the weight, the first person that showed me attention was a woman. And mm-hmm. um, I entered into, I would say, about um, an eight an eight month long relationship. And for the first three months, we were physically together, and then she moved away and. Um, and how old was she? 15. Mm. 15. Mm-hmm. Wow. About 15. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, her mom, you know, didn't like her sexuality, so she moved her, you know, across mm. the country mm. so we couldn't have access to each other anymore. Now, was she more of a masculine? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And so after that, I quickly entered another relationship where it was still a female, but we were together for about seven years on and off. Um, and during that relationship, it was... It was emotionally draining. I mean, I held on because, you know, we knew each other since we were in high school. Why was it so emotionally draining? Because of the needs that we both wanted <laughs> and were trying to fulfill in each other. Um, like, for instance, there were times when I remember my ex would be like, I'm going to kill myself. And mm-hmm. she would down a bottle of pills, drink a bunch wow. of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I had to be the one to show up and stop that. And wow. Having to go through that all the time. It was and damaging I'm two you hours too. away. Yeah. I can't deal with that. And if your life isn't worth living for you, how do I constantly pull you out of that with everything going on in my world? Mm. And is this for attention? Are mm-hmm. you really that down and out about life? Do you just want me to desperately say, hey, I see you? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of that at times. There was a lot of cheating, lying, just a lot of messiness. Um, we were even engaged at one point. 
And I don't know, like I, I noticed that my family didn't celebrate us. I came home with the ring on. I was like, mom, I'm engaged. And she just kind of looked at me like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that should have been the first moment that clicked for me that she's not for you. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, it's cool. We can do this on our own. You know, we don't need our people. if They're not going to embrace us or celebrate yeah. us. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, uh, we ended up breaking up again. And that time it was the final time. So I was like, well, maybe like I should explore just men this time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately I drew in all the wrong ones. And so I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm open. Yeah. So I'm still open to women. And, um, I ended up graduating from college and my first girlfriend popped up again. And so she was like, and this hey, is the same one you were going through all those issues. No, with. This is no, the, this one, is the, the first one. one. Okay. Month. Okay. The eight month one. Okay. Yes, okay. The first one. So, you know, she popped up just to say congrats. And we started talking from there and you know she tried to romance me you know i've been in love with you for seven years and um i'm really proud of what you're doing maybe we should give it a shot again you know we're not high schoolers anymore we're both grown so talking that talk yeah and unfortunately i fell for it and uh, she was all the way on the east coast i was out here so she basically ended up moving out here to be with me and i was like that's cool make sure you get your own place because realistically, how do we go from a long-distance relationship to, to living, living with each other? It's a big soon. extreme. Yeah. Um, I'm not really a fan of shacking up. Mm-hmm. So hmm. I'll offer you a space if you need it, mm-hmm. but it has to be temporary. Has to be. Um, I gave her a timeline of two months mm-hmm. max. That two months turned into two years. So the, the interesting thing that mm-hmm. I find funny is you said you're not interested in shacking up. Mm-hmm. So even in the midst of being with a woman, mm-hmm. you still wanted that marriage, that commitment first right. before y'all just start building mm-hmm. together. Right. Because I interesting. had always gone to like uh, Christian schools up until what? Sixth grade. I was raised in the church. So I knew. You had a foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, like I knew things were off. I was like, okay, yeah. God, you know, they always told me that, you know, me liking women in this way is wrong. But yet I have it. So mm. let's just not talk about it. Or I was one of those that I picked and shoot. I, I chose the parts of the Bible. I wanted that to. fit you. We just going to gloss over that one. Keep it pushing. So um, we're living together. And when I say I was going through turmoil, it was abusive in every way. Physically, Physically? emotionally, mentally. Mm. Um, there were times when we fought and... I, I, I saw her leave. Like when you look into someone's eyes and, and they're just, the, the, it was they're demonic. Gone. Right. Demonic. Um I remember the worst fight we got into. She completely left and I was I, I saw it and it scared the life out of me. And I was trying to call her back, like, hey, it's me, relax, calm down. And whatever it was that took over was sheer rage. Wow. And she punched me in my mouth. What? And the three bottom teeth came out. She hit you that, that hard? hard? That hard. She was small. Real so tiny. this was demonic. This was demonic very. um a strength. Very. Okay. Because for this small female to hit me that hard, one blow and three of my teeth came out. Hmm. And I had braces at the time. Hmm. So that was the only thing that saved me. Those brackets kept them in place. And, and then they grew just, back into place. No, they had to push them. Hmm. And hmm. yeah, it, it was painful. Um, black eye, just everything. 
And having to hide that from my loved ones was the hardest part because they were watching me go through just the darkest point of my life and they couldn't say anything. But they knew in the back of their mind. Yes, because all of a sudden I just became overly clumsy. You know, you fell into something again. You bumped into something again. You were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, how are all of these incidents happening? And she has nothing to do with it. I was the smallest ever in life. Um, I went down to a size zero. Then a size zero became too small. So looking at old pictures of me, I was skin and bones, uh, just skin pale, dark sunken eyes. It was just depressing seeing the effects of sin on me because people think it's a lifestyle no sin will literally kill you yes and uh, i would constantly pray and ask god like come into our relationship come into our home and it wasn't happening and i would get mad like god i'm inviting you into this and you won't come in not even realizing you don't invite me into your mess out of bounds Oh my God. And I, I, I didn't realize it at the time because I was just like, okay, well, I'm doing this right. I got on my knees. I talked to you. I invited you in. I gave you the relationship. No, you didn't. You didn't give me you. Oh. I don't want the relationship. I want you. I want your relationship with me. So I had a friend in college who would constantly pray for me in my deliverance, mm-hmm. constantly. And I remember um, I was talking to her one day. And I was trying to keep it all together. Because, you know, I have to be strong for everybody else. Can't let them see me cry. And I I was uh, venting to her about the relationship. And she just got quiet and was like, your spirit is broken. And when she said that, something in me snapped and I broke down immediately. And I didn't know that I had gotten that low. I knew my heart was broken. I knew that I was stagnant in life, in every area of life. Mm. But to, to think that my spirit in itself was shattered. And I think that that was the first thing that kind of woke something up in me to do something different. Mm-hmm. So I started going to church here and there. Um, and I remember I was in my car one day and I was driving and I was like, look, God, I just I give it all to you. Mm-hmm. I surrender my life, mm-hmm. uh, my heart, like whatever you need from me, take it. The next time I go to church, matter of fact, I'm going to just be reborn. I, I, I want to do this the right way. And nothing happened. I went home, um, stopped going to church because uh, we would argue too much. We would try to go to church together, get into a big fight, and I would let that stop. On Sunday. Going. On Sunday. And it was always on Sunday. Always on Sunday. Or it was, let's get high before church. Well, why do we have to go to church high? Let's at least do it after. But to go into his 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 house <laughs> smelling like that and, and high, like why? Why do we have to? And what, would that be an argument yep. when you didn't want to do it? Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, you didn't pay for it. You don't, you're not working right now. Well, so what? Oh, you were taking care of her, too. Oh, very much so. I was her mom, her woman, everything. Oh, no. Yeah. Keep going? <laughs> for real. It got to a point where it just, it was draining. Her baby brother moved in with us. Oh, so you the sugar mama. Oh. Really come <laughs> home from work. What's for dinner? What you mean? Y'all been sitting here all day. You had to come home and cook? That was the expectation. Well, you want to be a wife. Was your house dirty? Would they they not clean up either? Not at all. What? Sit back, smoke weed. No, 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 no. And it's bad enough you got a little girl and a little boy. Oh, Satan is real. Keep going. So, um, it was 
Satan is it real. It was so draining that I was just like, how I could do imagine. I, do I could this? imagine. And now her little brother, we're cool. We have a relationship, and he's starting to see the chaos that we're dealing with. And he's like, okay. And that was scary to me because now your family is going to start finding out the truth of how we are. Because mm. we put on a facade for everybody. It's like, we're cool, we happy. Yeah. But we're not. We're both dying inside Mercy. with each other. But you're painting a picture to the world. It's and happy get... in it. We even go to church. Happy. What's up? We know Christ. Mercy. So, Jesus. I remember I came home one day and we had a huge fight. And I was like, I'm at a point where I just want to take my life. And she was like, kill yourself then. So what? Do it. If you want to do it, just wow. do it. And it wasn't one of those, because I know a lot of times um, they say women were more emotional to a point where we will cry suicide just for attention. Mm. I was at a point where I was like, I need you to hear that I'm really ready to take my life. Mm-hmm. And you're the one person I feel comfortable crying out to because you're the one person who knows how bad it is right now. Because we're in this bad relationship together. So I think of anybody, you would understand where I'm coming from. She didn't want to hear it. So she left. Her brother left. And I was sitting there and I just heard that little voice. Just kill yourself. Just get it out the way. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I remember I went looking for a razor, broke the razor blade off, went into the bathroom, locked the door. I sat on the floor and I was staring at my wrist. Mm. And I was like, I can clearly see two veins right here. So just understand that if you do this, that's it. You don't have to cut too far. You don't have to cut too much. Just one slice and you're good. And that's when I remembered hearing that suicide was wrong when I was growing up in Mm. church. And so I was like, okay, God, I've always heard that there's power in the name of Jesus. Mm. So I'm going to try this one more time. And I'm going to call on your name and see what happens. So Jesus, if you're real, show me why my life is worth living. Mm. And I sat back and I remember thinking like, okay, where is he? Cause I didn't hear that big booming voice that said daughter, you know, mm. I didn't, I didn't see the big flashing light in this mm. angel form or, or this, this, this figure that looked like Jesus before me saying, stop, nothing happened. And I just heard that little voice again, like, see, even God doesn't care about you. Just do it. Mm. And I believed it. Mm. And so I remember I got the razor and I went to cut myself. And right when I went to push my hand down, it was almost as if there was a hand holding my wrist. I've never had issues with movement in my arms Mm. ever. Um, But for some reason, every time I tried to push down, I couldn't move. It was almost as if my right arm was paralyzed. And Mm. to feel that supernatural incident Mm. occur, knowing you're the only one home, knowing you don't have any health issues like that, I broke out into Mm. tears because the moment I cried out for you, you came and mm. you actually are showing me that I am worth living. You showed up for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I couldn't take it. And all of a sudden I was blinded with tears and I just started seeing flashes of my family. And it was like, he was showing me, these are the people who are going to be first affected. If you do this, your little sisters, the ones that you always tell to fight through anything, fight through life and never give up. That's the first ones you're going to let down. And then I saw my mom's face and my grandma's face. And it just, it broke my heart seeing the people who I knew loved and cared about me and not giving them the opportunity to know the type of pain that I was in. And I remember just hearing him say, get up, get up. And I I got up off the floor and 
you know, I, I wiped my face and everything. And that was the, the, the moment I was like, I have to do this your way. I talked about it before in the car, but you actually showed me that you, you take value in me. And um, I went to church that Sunday. And I remember I was sitting there and I was like, all right, I don't like the way my church does it. You got to go up to the front, do the little altar call thing. And they, it was a smaller church. Mm -hmm. So they did the altar call and I just felt that pull to go up. And I was like, Lord, I'm not going up there. I'm not going up there in front of all these people. They're going to talk about me. They know I used to come here with the female smelling like weed and now I'm not doing it. And as I'm arguing with God, like I'm not doing this. I was literally walking to the front <laughs> and I was like, if you don't stop taking control of my body, you know, first with the little suicide attempt, now going to the front. And I appreciate that moment because it led me to the water to die of myself. And I remember the baptism. I felt this force come out of my nostrils and out of everybody I invited, one person captured the picture. It was a picture of these, it, it looked like mucus flying out of my nose, yet there was nothing there. Mm. And mm. I believe that that was God purging everything else out of me. Um, mm. All those things that caused me to, to place other gods before him, mm. whether it was women, whether it was weed, whether it was lust, whatever, whatever thing or person I put before him, all of that had mm. to go. And that began the journey of my new life in him. So mm. I thank God for my testimony. Wow. Because I meet women amazing. who are like, oh, you know, I'm struggling with my sexuality, but I don't know. No. If you want to know, ask him. He'll show mm -hmm. you who you are. Yeah, but I have friends who don't worry about your friends. Because you can't take your friends to heaven with you. Mm. You can't get in on somebody else's salvation either. So what, what do you want to do? Cause it's time to focus on you. So I can speak to that. Cause I know what it is to live on that side and come out of it. Yeah. I know what it is to have ridicule. Like you're not really straight. Okay. But like you said earlier, my testimony is my testimony. That's my truth. And no one can ever take that from me. Mm -hmm. So I used to sit on it for a while. And finally God was just like, you got to talk. You, you got to share this. You it's not for tell. you. So, it's big. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. So you guys are a blessing in having me speak on it because it's something that I know I have to do you yeah you got to and, and, and the biggest thing I want the thing is you live in California yeah mercy right. you live in California right. if, if, there's, if, if, if you're not place. living in a place yeah, where I'm your late. testimony is not supposed to hit the, the top yeah this is it this but is the it. biggest thing I, I want to hear you say are we supposed to be gay so, first thing, if you are a believer, you have to make the decision on whether or not you are going to accept God's authoritative word, which is his Bible that he gave to us. And if you are going to stand on his word, that means you stand on his word cover to cover and everything in between. I know that some things are more orthodox, like the, um, the dietary rules. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I would always question those scriptures about sexuality, um, whether it was waiting till marriage for sex, whether it was men and women, um, <laughs> men and men. And um, I had to ask him for myself, illuminate this for me. Give me clarity. Um, I specifically pray, God, make me allergic to those things that are not of you, for you or by you. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that through that prayer, mm -hmm. things started to change for me. 
I no longer looked at women the same way. I started to see, because I used to be attracted to studs, you know, the ones that dress mm-hmm. like men. And I started to see them as broken queens walking around hurting. And just Jesus. the same way I was carrying around daddy issues. And, you know, some people say I don't have daddy issues. I was born this way. You were made in God's image. So he didn't make you to be flawed and perfect. He made you to be flawed in him. Mm. So... For those who say that either we misinterpret the Bible with that, um, God is very clear. Mm -hmm. And when he's serious about something, he says it more than once. And if he constantly references something in his word, he wants us to take it serious. Yes. Even if it's in there once, he put it in there. Um, So I don't think that it was by accident that it says it. I don't think that the Bible was written by these homophobic men Mm -hmm. who were trying to dictate and control things. Because although men wrote the Bible, the Holy Spirit is the one who guided each and every word that they placed That's down right. in the good book. That's right. So I stand on God's word. I have friends who are still living that lifestyle. And I pray for them. I still love on them because I know what I needed in that moment. And that friend who prayed for me, Minna, if I didn't have her, I don't know if I would have been delivered. But I, one thing I can draw on is the love that she gave to me. She never once hated me or what I stood for. She stood for my freedom. She mm. stood for Christ. So you just got to choose. Are you going to accept him and his word or not? So one more question. Uh-huh. As a woman of God now, mm-hmm. do you, you know, there's a lot of identities, quote unquote, in yes. the church nowadays. There's being black. There's being gay. There's being a man. There's being a woman. There's being Puerto Rican, whatever race you are. Mm-hmm. And so many times, even for me and that may we see how can you identify with anything else but body of Christ? Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says there is no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's right. no man, there's no woman. It is Christ. That is our sole identity and yeah. nothing comes before that. Yeah. Do you agree? I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I know that we all look different. We look at the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. There were mm-hmm. 12 different tribes. Mm-hmm. We know there was 12 baby mamas in the mix. Mm-hmm. And that's why it leads us to believe they did not all look alike. Mm-hmm. Yet he placed a gift, a treasure, a skill, an asset in each and every tribe. So although we look different and we bring different things to the table, every part of the body is vital, mm-hmm. but it all makes up one body. The hand needs fingers. So just like, you know, a man needs a woman and a black individual needs a white individual. And yeah, come on and speak. Mm-hmm. Come on and preach. Each other. We need each other because mm-hmm. there's certain things that I'm going to bring to the table that you can and vice versa. Come on. But at the end of the day, that one thing that connects us is Christ. Mm-hmm. So we got to understand that that mm-hmm. that unity is what encompasses all and surpasses all. Because our heartbeat, <laughs> that's Christ. Mm-hmm. That's 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 Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Kim. No, thank y'all. You you are an embodiment. You know, there's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. It's actually two verses. First Corinthians six, chapter six, verse nine and ten. It says, "Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers." nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. 
this verse usually is pulled out just like this. Yeah. And then it'll never be the second leave. part. See, God is against us. Yeah. Now, yeah. thing is, Paul is writing this to a church of Corinthians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's telling them, don't be deceived. Don't yeah. you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? But this is what the next verse says. And such, such were, were some, some of, of you. you. <laughs> but you were washed. Right. You were Woo, sanctified. You were justified yeah. in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the yes. Spirit of our God. Come on. You were washed. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You were justified. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you were washed. Now the thing is, we all needed washed. Yeah. <laughs> I needed washed. <laughs> we were all born in sin. Yeah. That's the reality of being born again. again exactly. So if you want to tell me all day you were born in you were born gay. Yeah. If that's what you want to tell me, then let's all that's be okay. born again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we all need born again. <laughs> we all need born again. Right. Come on, come on. We all need born again. Such yeah. for some of you. Yeah. You were an adulterer. Mm-hmm. You were an idolater. You were homosexual. You whatever. That's who you are. Church of Corinthians. Yeah. But 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 when I go to First Corinthians chapter one, it says to the saints. Yeah. To the saints. Yeah. Wait a minute. The idolater right. is not a saint. Right. What has he done? It didn't say you washed yourself. Yeah. Says you were washed. Right. Who did the washing? Right. Could it be the blood? Mm. Could it Come be the own? So you you <laughs> I'm in that list too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Self can be the biggest idol oh in the world. Oh my god. Let's be real. Oh yes. my god. Yes. Oh my god. When self is the biggest idol, you can be self righteous all you yeah. want. You will not inherit the kingdom exactly. of God. No. Yeah. Without the salvation that has been made available. Yeah. So I find your testimony so important because it is an illustration of the power yes. of God to yes. transform, redeem, yes. restore, yes. Yes. and rebuild a brand new life yes. to where it's no longer you who live, yes. but it's Christ living in you. Amen. And truth needs to be told. Yeah, it has to. Yeah. And that's why we want to encourage you. And I, yeah. And I have to say this because. When I seen you, mm-hmm. the moment I seen you, and I, the thing is, I don't remember, I never remembered you from the last, I think we met before, but I didn't remember you because it was just a bunch of people we were yeah. talking to mm-hmm. at the same time. And at this time, Brian had not informed me yeah. that you guys were, you know, mm-hmm. but y'all wasn't together at this time. Y'all were mm-hmm. still yeah. growing and getting into that. So he never informed me. So I, I don't know, for some reason, when I viewed, when we came, when I came back in uh, Cali this time and mm-hmm. I seen you, and I'm just like, you know what, Lord? This woman, it, it, first of all, she said you remind us of Brian's mother. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did, did Brian tell you that? Did, okay. Yes. Yes. He said, don't tell you. But the <laughs> one thing that. I seen, the one thing I seen, you got to understand, when I was young, I was also overweight. Yeah. And I also dealt with confidence issues. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I still had attention from men, yeah. but I was not confident. I was always picking on myself and I had terrible confidence issues and once I got older and I got cute I headed towards a route of fornication promiscuity you know what I'm saying so it was the same script different cast and so when I seen you I seen wow I seen the enemy has played with her the Mm -hmm. same way he played with me Mm -hmm. I can smell it from a mile Mm -hmm. away because as you said once you've been through it you can see off that and I find it so interesting how 
Satan likes to attack a woman's confidence when there are some of the strongest, right. mightiest women in the word yeah. ever. I can't, you can't, it's kind of like, you know how you meet a, a meet someone yeah. and they just think you're perfect. So they try to pick any little thing about you because you yeah. think you, you, you yeah. think you all that. Yeah. Let me pick mm-hmm. on something mm-hmm. about you so you can second guess yourself. Yeah. So you won't think you all that. Yes. That's exactly how Satan does to his daughters yeah. who are made to be leaders yes. ministering the gospel to the women. Yeah. It says in my Bible that older women should teach younger women so that the younger women don't make the same mistakes. Right. But when you have an older woman that's trying to compete with the younger woman because her confidence is not there we tend to go in a circle and so that when when i I knew i was like lord you made us to be friends like there's something we we have something together there has to be some type of communing together because i see the same things i have been through and this to say had i had known God would have made me a voice yeah. to so many women. Had I had known I was going to be a leader to where I could speak to girls and they look up to me with with, with, with tears in their eyes, gloss in their eyes, and they're like, wait, wait, me? Yeah. Me? I t- you're beautiful. Yeah. You think I'm, I'm beautiful? Yeah. And it's that power yeah. that Satan has tried to choke for so long and I thank God for your testimony and I thank God for what's to come in your life because you will lead women out of the traps of the pit of hell because what you were going through was the pit of hell on earth because it still would have got worse God forbid you committed that suicide and now look at you but I said, y'all, when I say Brian is my dude y'all, y'all don't understand y'all don't understand this man and this is her husband-to-be, you guys. <laughs> this man is the first man I have ever been able to be cool with. And he was not on the riffraff. When I say completely respectable. And, and, and just he's a genuine brother in Christ. Ain't no, yeah, we brothers, but, you know, <laughs> what's up with that thing on the low, low. <laughs> Brian ain't, don't cut like that. So it's just a blessing to to hear how back then you were doing that and now you're headed into to wobblyhood. You're going to be a mother. You're going to be teaching your, your your children. You're going to you and your your husband to be will be married and I'm calling forth in the name of Jesus 40, 50, 60 years of marriage. Nothing will break it and being that woman that woman that the Bible has said before to teach younger girls, yes. you are that woman. And mm-hmm. I call that forth in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I just thank I you, Lord. Mm. I thank you, Lord. Wow. wow. Isn't he good? He's mm. good. He's good. Mm. And you don't look like it. You don't even look no. like you've been through half of no. it. Girl. You don't look like the hell you've been through. No. Girl. <laughs> you don't look not even a little girl. And she don't, and she don't no smell, smell like it either. She smells good. She good. Clean. That's do you remember them day? i remember days i would walk into a room full of girls mm-hmm. and all i could think about was how much more better they mm-hmm. were than me mm-hmm. so i would put on this fake smile mm-hmm. and you know and i did my best to dress up the best i could yeah. put on all the makeup i could yeah. so that i could feel like i fit these girls now i look in the mirror and i still don't look like the what the image is today mm-hmm. but i ain't trying to right nor do i i care yeah. and i've and i've learned how in me being myself and being mm-hmm. what god made me to be when i wanted to get the attention that these girls were getting mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons not only do i get that attention but i get the respect there you go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And we forget about that. Yeah. We see that guys like these girls because they got these nice bodies and they got these long weaves and they got their nails done or they got the newest outfits. So you see all of these guys on these guys, but you know, women, y'all don't realize all they are getting is the D. Mm, they not get, hey, hey, I'm raw with it. All these women are getting is the D. They're not getting no respect. They're not getting a ring. They're not getting a happily ever after. They're shacking up with a dude who does not plan to marry them while he's hitting it every night. Don't work. (laughs) Half the time, he's just scraping up what he can. She taking care of him. And on Mm -hmm. the outside, it's a relationship. And don't get it twisted. The D stands for a lot of things. Destruction, desolation. Come on, depression. So, you know, it ain't a good thing getting a D if you got a little excited about it. Destruction, destruction, depression, dishonor, discouragement. Get excited about the desire, but it's not the right type. No, 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 it's that covet desire, that covetous desire. My lord, that D is the trick. That D, ladies, (laughs) that D. Oh my God, baby, it'll have you set back a couple years, maybe an eternity, baby, burning. Burning? How you gonna oh, burn no. in on the earth and still burn in hell? Yes, <laughs> you, you caught that one? <laughs> <laughs> so be careful going for that thing. Oh, Listen, spirit. ladies, let me tell you Holy something. Spirit. If you want to be the at your prime, if you want to know what confidence is, if you oh, want to know what peace is, mm-hmm. until you get Jesus, it will never happen. Oh, yeah, we see so many women on these TVs, and they put up a fake front. They put up a front, y'all. A lot of this stuff we're watching is a front. But when you meet these people in person, you will see some of, they're some of the most broken little girls you've ever met in your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you something right now. When you follow the enemy's trend, you will be that broken, little, weak girl. Mm -hmm. But the moment you decide to serve the Lord, Mm -hmm. the confidence Mm -hmm. that you've always desired will come forth. The beauty, the person that you've always wanted to be and dreamt about will be before your very eyes. And it will still not make you who you are, but you will still consider yourself a jar of clay, but filled with the light of Jesus Christ that makes you high and holy and extravagant. And that, that is where it's at. It's in Jesus, y'all. So really quick, Kim, close us on prayer, please, mm-hmm. my sister. So Lord God, yes, Lord. I just thank you for everything that was spoken tonight. Jesus. Lord, whoever is listening, whichever one of your daughters needs this, I just pray that each and every word penetrates deep into her heart. I pray that you will restore her mind and confirm in her who she is in you, for she is fearfully and wonderfully made, for she is your daughter. A daughter of the mo- the Most High come King. Yes, she is a part of a royal priesthood, yes, one that is eternal and everlasting, Jesus. one that gives fulfillment in ways that we can even fathom. She is loved. She is appreciated. She is seen. She is beautiful. She is powerful. For you couldn't be going through the hell that you're going through if you didn't have purpose and destiny attached to your life. 
So, Lord God, I pray that you confirm that in her. I pray that you plant that seed of confidence, one that is so deeply rooted in you, Lord God, that it cannot be plucked up by the lies of the enemy. Those things spoken into her by family, by friends, by her man, by even her woman, Lord God. I just cast down every lie of the the, the enemy in the name of Jesus. For we know who she is. Lord God, I plead the blood of Jesus over yes, each Lord. and every woman listening. Yes, Lord. I pray that your blood will go forth to wash, yes, cleanse, yes, and heal yes, each and every heart, situation, yes, and mind. Lord God, I pray for divine revelation, divine healing. I pray, Lord God, that you would undo everything that the enemy yes, sold. Lord Jesus, thank you. And Lord God, just as I did that prayer. I pray, Lord God, that every woman listening under the sound of my Mm. voice, that each and everything that does not serve you, Lord God, Mm. that does not serve purpose in her life, Lord God, that does not seek to please you, Lord God. I just pray that she becomes allergic to it right now in the name of Jesus, whether it's substances, whether it's people, whether it's behavioral actions, Lord God, whatever it is, I just pray that her body will become so uncomfortable that it will start to reject the very things that once gave it pleasure, Lord God, Mm. that her mind would even let it settle or rest upon her when she thinks or tries to fix her mind to do it lord god i rebuke it in the name of jesus the same way we regurgitate we um we we throw up we vomit when something doesn't sit right in us lord god i pray that there would be spiritual vomiting left and right lord god make her so sick lord god that it would break her down to a point where she has no point or no no option but to surrender to you and your will for her life lord god if you don't have one person praying for you know this that we are praying for you that we see the queen in you because that is who you are you are not anything less than a queen So, Lord, I also pray that you start to just pull out each and every person that does not stand in honor next to your daughters. Mm. Remove them, Lord God, and replace them with godly people to walk with them, ones to pour into them, Lord God, to fill them up with your love, that it may overflow into the lives of others, Lord God. Continue to speak. Share testimonies. Push your children to talk. Yes, thank you, Lord. And I just ask for a protective covering. Yes, for we know that this <laughs> conversation <laughs> does not warrant a good response from the enemy. Oh, no. So any Come attacks, on, Lord God, I just ask that you Holy send Ghost. your angels to yes, protect Lord. and guard your women, your children, your Holy people, Spirit. Lord God. Cancel each and every assignment, Lord God. Yes, the Lord. same way you send angels to be there in the midst of Daniel to, to rescue him when he was praying, Lord God, I pray that you send your angels to intervene and intercede on the behalf of your people. And I thank you that even when we don't have the words to say that you, Jesus Christ yourself intercedes on our behalf. Come on, Lord. I thank you for these women sitting before me right now, Lord God, for their hearts to serve and seek you. I thank you for their obedience. I thank you for their heart of servitude. And I thank you that they have given their lives to serve you like others. <laughs> Lord, it takes some a lifetime. And even then, they may not ever give their lives to you in that way. So I thank you that even in the place where they sit right now, 
that they choose to put you first that you may take all the glory you said that if I be lifted up I will draw all men to me so I thank you that every chance that they get that they lift you up to draw people closer and closer to you I pray that you bless each and every endeavor each and every ministry each and every business organization any idea any vision any dream that is attached to them Keep your hand on their lives, Lord God. I speak blessings over the two of them. I speak, Lord, that you just break open heaven and pour down blessings so much so that they don't have room enough to receive it. Enlarge their territory, Lord God, that they may do more for you to bring your your name honor. I pray that you continue to bless their lives, that they may be living testimonies of the power and the grace and the goodness and the mercy of you. Yes, Jesus. So continue to be a light through them. Continue to shine through them. Continue to speak through them. And I pray that you continue to cover them, Lord God. And everywhere that they go, everyone that they meet, every step that they take, Lord God, these are the type of women that when they awaken and place their foot on the ground, all hell trembles because they know that they are coming forth with your purpose, your mission. So continue to gear them up for your good fight. Continue to protect them, Lord God, and bless them in all their ways. In your name, I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.